Welcome to the Theory of Conspiracy. My name is Michael. As always, I am joined with Roll. And today we have a special, If you, you might be noticing this on Monday, that you're listening to this and it's on 9-11. So we are going to be talking about 9-11 today. But first, as always, we're going to talk about some current events. So Rolando, why don't you get us started on the current events? Yes. So it's been all about Maui, Maui, Hawaii, the the fires that have ravaged the little island of Hawaii here. And there's there's been wild things that keep coming up. We've been talking about it, it seems, every episode. So I wanted to discuss the further, the further, you know, they keep talking about the energy weapons, the, uh, the space lasers, the directed energy beams. But why don't we talk about the color blue and what the color blue has to do with these things? Yeah. So what I saw, and these are on like TikToks and not mainstream media, Instagram, you know, reels. Uh, you go on some uh, Reddit threads. You can you can find some stuff there as well. On X, formerly known as Twitter, um, stuff like that, where people keep on seeing in Maui that blue, anything with this certain shade of like royal blue, is is not getting burned. Like along with it, and there's pictures of it. We're yeah. talking like cars. Cars, umbrellas, umbrellas uh, houses with their roofs. Uh, they've gone as far as to say that the elites uh, painted their roofs that color so that their houses wouldn't be burnt down, uh, you know, stuff like that. So it has to do with, in, in the theory, of course, the laser not being able to basically start up, like burn that certain shade of blue, like it, it, it like, it, like, reflects it or something like that is that is that what you're seeing as well something like that it's some sort of blue beam that doesn't interact with the color blue uh perhaps is that project blue beam is that oh right like with something that we just discussed the last episode uh yeah so there's that that video that you mentioned where they're actually showing a laser going through these different it looks like color uh, fabrics and it's burning green, burning yellow, burning the other colors, but it doesn't do anything to blue and that they're stating that this is some sort of uh, effect of, of the laser that it won't, won't Im- impact blue and that the people who are in the know somehow painting their houses blue to, to not get burned down, which I don't understand that because it's still hot, I'd imagine, in that whole area. So things like that, even if you're like not being, oh, well, the laser isn't going to get me, but the heat will surely get you. So just, you know, like if you're if you're the guy wearing blue that day and you're in that, it's not like, ha ha, I'm impervious. It's like, no, you're still surrounded by heat. So I, I'm, but it's, and, and flames, you know what I mean? Like that's the thing. Right. Yeah, you can't stop flames from, from getting the color blue. But it's it's been everywhere. As you mentioned on X, you go through... There was one I was watching where some guy was like, oh, my conspiracy theorist friend, you know, is trying to say lasers are, are doing this. And I think he's an idiot. So let me show you. And then he has this little uh, cardboard box and wood and he's pointing the laser on it and it sets it on fire. And he's like, oh, which seems dumb to me. Like, it seems like a setup experiment. But he's like, well, I guess the laser does burn the little cardboard up. But all the comments were like, all right, now try it on the color blue. And it seems like this blue idea is taking over, you know, the the Maui conversation somewhat where a lot of people are saying that, you know, look into the blue stuff, look into the blue. So it's just a, a very unique um, new thread of this whole Maui thing. And, and of course, you know, going into the climate change stuff, there's been fires happening in other countries here. So it's, we'll see where it's going. But the, the other thing I want to talk about is the, the death toll here. I think the last time we spoke, it was just, Maybe it was around 80 people were, that were um, identified as being being killed in this, but right. you know, we talked about being higher. The most recent was about 115 or so, which, you know, still people, locals are saying that this is very underreported. Yeah. Yeah. And that there's a ton of missing people. And one of the strangest, I guess, instances coming out of this is talking about the that there's thousands of kids that are still missing. Um, so we, we talked about how the alarm system that is supposed to be specifically for this was not, was not turned on that day, but there's this idea or there's this, this, uh, thing I've been reading about how is, is that, that, that all the, all these kids were dismissed during, during this, you know, the, the winds that were going up, they were sent home while their parents were at work apparently. 
which is still like a weird, like maybe that we don't have all the details there, but they were all sent home and that these kids were, you know, burned in their homes alone and that there's thousands of kids that are still missing, that no one really knows what's going on there and that the death toll can be way higher, especially in regards to the youth there. Have you so where, where are you getting those reports from when, when you're, when you're looking up stuff like that and, and where, where it's just coming across X, is that what's happening or? Uh, well, this one here, I mean, these are, these are actual sources there. The, um, the, this is the Hill talking about many children likely among the 850 people still missing. Uh, this is one from EV magazine, more than, more than 2000 children from La, Lahaina public schools. So sometimes I'll be, I may be exposed to random ideas from the Twitter or, uh, Instagram, and then I'll try to cite those articles through threads there and, you don't always come up with concrete things. It's just more ideas, but you see that the ideas are more than just some like guy on in Twitter, you know, putting out some stuff or, or, uh, or uh, TikTok and such. But so I don't know if there's anything to it, but it just, it's something still being talked about. It's something you're still seeing locals talk about. on that. Well, if, if locals are saying that their children are missing, I mean, they would know if their children are missing, right? Like that's, yeah. So it's, so what are the, what are the, what are the reasoning? What's the reasoning behind, why they're still missing they, they were at school when all this happened yeah that they were well that they were sent home from the schools and i don't understand that i don't understand why if there's a like a natural disaster one that you would say okay kids you can't stay here and go home but that's something that i keep reading about is that they they for some reason sent these kids home and again and then it talks about oh while the parents were at work well if there's a thing happening why would all the parents still i, I don't know it just seemed like there's either some missing information there maybe just people's emotions and things like that but that's how i'm reading it that these kids were basically on their own separated from the parents at home and and they haven't been recovered yet so uh, i am not sure i'm not sure what the ramifications you know, who, are the ramifications are who benefits you know if it's a disaster and it's why why underreport it you know if there if there's is that many people i'm not yeah, you 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 would think you'd want to get the word out, you know, to help find the kids or whatever. Right. Yeah. So I'm not sure there. I'm not sure why you'd want to. If this is a a disaster of the highest proportions, why only say it's a hundred people when it's it could be a thousand people. So I don't know. I'm just kind of spreading the misinformation like everybody, but it's just something yeah, I hear about. Well, you're relaying what you're seeing in these articles too. Yeah. I mean, ideally it's not, hopefully it's just rumors and things like that, but it's just an idea that has not gone away. And as you see, as, as more of my feed gets talked about with the Maui stuff, I keep seeing the color blue and these kids and wondering what is going on here. And of course, um, the president went out there to see those videos. Uh, it was uh, about two weeks after all of the events happened. And because I'm dumb shit. Yeah, he said some dumb shit out there. Yeah, uh, yeah, and the people there were, were did not take too kindly to it. He fell asleep during a like a conference they had. Just not a good representative of our country there. Yeah, I, I mean, regardless, I, I uh, yeah, high ranking officials in general are just ugh, they just drive me crazy. I mean, he said something about it, like a personal house fire he had and was comparing it to it. Yeah, like he, he tends to throw his wife around and mention, oh, my wife, could, you know, she had, she died in a, she was in a car crash. Yeah, right. But, yeah. but he'll say, oh, my wife was killed by a drunk driver. And it's like, well, no, she wasn't killed by a drunk driver because the guy who, who uh, you know, was just considered an accident, but kind of milk set for certain opportunities, which is just a not, politician par for the course. Yeah, just a downright dirty politician par for the course. Yep. The last thing with Maui, unless you want to add anything else, no, is, the, and this will come up with our episode, is the significant, the numerical significance that the Maui fires happened on 8-8. Okay. I, I don't really know much about that. I'm not a numerology, numerical man, but I well, just know. I can, I can piggyback off of that. I know, I, and this is something that we should research, and I'm sure we will talk about Maui again, and maybe the next episode we'll have more information for you, but... Um, there's a significance. I've heard that the the indigenous people from the island. There's a significance to that number, as well. Like with their with their rituals and their meditations and stuff like that. So I just uh, piggyback off of that. Yeah, it's from what I know. It's supposed to be a, a powerful combination because the eight is sort of like kind of like infinity. It loops in on itself, and that the combination of eight eight is supposed to be you know 
combined to, to mean like superiority and, and wealth and things like that. So how this plays into numerology conspiracies, which is his own little subdivision of conspiracies. Yep. And since we're going to talk about nine 11, uh, it's just one of those things where people say this has something to do with it as far as how either the universe works or how the elitists communicate with their rituals and what they, you know, uh, their spells or whatnot, or, but, I don't know, just eight eight. Just it, it is. Uh, it, so what's so? Let's get into nine eleven because uh, it, it is the anniversary of nine eleven, and I remember it. I mean, I I, I remember where I was when that was kind of. What's the significance of nine eleven? Let's get into the, the numerology first. Let's yeah. get that out of the way, and then we'll talk about where we were at and go into some of the conspiracies surrounding it. So real real quick with that. So I woke up today and looked at my phone i woke up at exactly 9 11 in the morning i took a screenshot and i sent it to you i was like hey man i just woke up this is kind of tripped out so that's my significance there um but let's yes i, I want to talk about where we were that day because 9 11 we were both two young men here but this is something that happened in our, our life our lifetimes it wasn't like a jfk where we are just you know, remnants of it right. yeah remnants talk about people or you know the pearl harbor this is something that that we saw the events happen. We saw the world change and things like that. So I, I want to just paint a picture of the year 2000 really quick for some of the young listeners who know about it. And it's interesting that, you know, what, what is their perception of what happened on that day? It was and 2001. Early, wasn't it 2001? Yeah. 2001 is when it happened, but I want to paint a picture of 2000 leading up to it. Oh God. I hear you. Yeah. Okay. So 2000, Right, Y2K, this idea that it'll, maybe the world was going to end or that the digital Armageddon, things like that, that didn't quite happen. Uh, but what did happen in 2000 was an election between George W. Bush and Al Gore. So we had just come off of two years of Bill Clinton being president, and we were going to have a new president, either Democrat or Republican. Eight, eight years. Yeah, it was a long time. Yeah, eight years. Did I say 10 years? You said, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, it's... Uh, Four years a term, eight years, yes. Two terms, yes. Two okay. terms. Uh, so Al Gore was the vice president of Clinton. He was running on the Democrat side. George W. Bush was a Republican. His daddy, George H.W., was just president. Before Bill Clinton. Before Bill Clinton. So less than 10 years before we had George H.W., now we have George W. So we were in for some change there. Um, There's a lot surrounding that election as well, like the Florida vote count. Uh, yes, exactly. Remember Rod, Hanging Chads? Uh, yeah, go into Hanging Chads for the listener, though. <laughs> yeah, so if you thought the president uh, or the uh, election election interference or controversy was just something that started with Trump, no, it's it's Been it around. was even before 2000. Yeah, it's something that goes around there or accusations of cheating. But what happened was this was a pretty pretty close contest florida especially was around the controversy because in those and, days uh, and roger stone who was involved with watergate and then again with trump then, but he was yep. involved with going in and tearing it up with some other republican men and and uh demanding that the votes were counted and, and they actually like oh okay we, we will we will they actually yeah. listened to him yeah so before the whole controversy with computers and corrupting that there was paper and there was this the controversy of corrupting that it was um so for the young listeners we had this thing called paper and i guess you would actually punch out uh there'd be a little you know hey gore bush and you would actually punch a little hole into who you want in this thing called a chad and i guess there was they were looking at these ballots and there was chads that were I guess multiple holes that were punched out, but one was, you know, they'd have a hanging chat. So they didn't really know who the election or who the vote was supposed to be for. And it was the wildest thing because, you know, on a days after the election, you should, you should be able to certify the winner. And we still didn't know what was going to happen is, or what's going to, what's going to happen there. The Supreme court was then brought in and they made the deciding decision on what that was. And that was a big controversy where they felt like the democratic process was thrown out because the Supreme Court put uh, George W. Bush in office. And, and it yeah. seemed like it, and it's, it was kind of a dark period. I, I remember that because I was a big political guy in college. Um, 
And uh, his dad, I, I remember I was a young, young, young kid, but my uncle, who I was very close to, died in that first Iraq war. So right. I, I felt a certain way about the Bushes. And there was this idea that if George W. Bush was in office, we were going to war again. We were going to go to war again. And back then, and we talked about the Democrats, Republicans, one of the longest clip. like peace there was in his in, in in our in our lifetime at least yeah clinton was just sending planes over to to blow countries up but he wasn't really sending troops over and yeah there was this idea that the republicans were the war party and if we had gone to office you know it'd be peaceful there uh so yeah so that was a controversy he was not a very pro- a popular guy during that first year so he he gets in the office in 2000 or 2001 and in less than you know about eight months later will be the september 11 thing one thing i remember with him and maybe this will come back is i remember he didn't really do much i was always watching what this guy did i remember he took the longest vacation like ever for a president at that time i think biden took him where he was just on vacation it was and it was a controversy where it was like hey this guy's barely been in office and he's been on vacation for like two months at camp david and then he would come on the scene back on september 11 so let's talk about where we were on september 11 yeah yeah um, we had, uh, just previously, uh, graduated the year before, I believe, uh, from high school. And, uh, I was, uh, going to start my job as a Hollywood video supervisor over at the local video store. What's and that? I know this is right when DVDs came out, guys. And What's DVDs, that? I know DVD, VHS, uh, and DVDs were side by side. So, wow. it, I know it was those crazy. Were actually, I, I miss those places. But. I, I, I miss them too, man. Um, I really do miss going into the video store. I, that was one of the funnest jobs I ever had. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was my first day. Um, you know, I, being eighteen years old, I slept in until like eleven thirty, and I wake up to my mother who had taken the train uh, back from Chicago. She's like, "Wake, wake up! Like you don't know what's going on." I'm like, "What is going on?" She turns on the. Uh, she turns on the things like a, a plane hit, uh, you know, the first building. And uh, when, when did the second plane hit? I don't know if I saw it live or if I saw a replay of it. But the the second plane you would have saw live, the, the first plane wasn't quite captured on. Well, it was captured on video, but we didn't see that that day. It was something the firemen who were doing a documentary that day happened to capture that. So, you know, do you, have a, do you have a direct time when it hit the second plane hit over over there? Because I can't remember if I saw it recapped or if I saw it live. Um, and I just want to confirm. But it was like 11.30 when I woke up. So if it hit, let's say, after 10, uh, let's say after 12.30. You were probably sleeping. It, uh, it says 9.03 a.m., which was probably Eastern time. So it would so it was like 10, been about 8, yeah. 8 a.m. So I saw it. So I, so I turned on the, so it was live to me in the, in, the, in the regard where the second I turned on the TV was the only thing playing across all channels. Right. It would have been on loop, yeah. And it was on loop, and um, I just see the plane, the second plane hit, and it was, uh, I guess, it was uh, a re, a, a reshowing of it, and um, I just remember it just every ten minutes, just showing that, you know, from different angles, or oh, such and such sent in a thing, and we have, you know, uh, the prime minister from Israel, and we have, you know, the prime minister from, you know. Uh, England and saying, you know, and so that you just have a talking head, like a, a figurehead saying how sad they were to, you know, see it all. And they didn't know who did it. And it, it was a whole, they had suspicions and, um, but, uh, yeah. And then I, and then I went into work, I called, I called, uh, and cause I was supposed to start at like uh, four. And so I just watched that for like four hours straight and I called them like, Hey, do you, are we still open? Cause like they sent everyone home from the offices. There was no, other planes flying in the air. Like if you were downtown, you were getting free shuttles back uh, via the Metra uh, in Chicago, you know, back to your suburb or whatever. And uh, basically for that whole, I'd say 24 to 48 hours, the only thing that were open were like entertainment places and then like uh, restaurants and stuff like that. But any office building was, was closed. And so I remember thinking, well, I don't know why I'm going to work. No one's going to want to, uh, you know, be, watching anything other than this and and i was told i was totally wrong it was it it was my first day and it was the busiest day we ever had and that i can remember because everyone was just so just numb and just upset and just wanted to get their mind off it so they came in and rented movies and that was that was my day that was wow yeah 
that's that's interesting about the video. So yeah, this would have been my same assumption too that everyone would be glued to the CNNs and things like that. Right. But but perhaps yes, people wanted to get their minds uh, right. on something else, maybe watch a comedy. Right. Right. Okay. Thank you for the share there. What about you, buddy? So September 11, I was working for my uncle's construction company as a laborer, and I was actually working in a skyscraper downtown. Oh shit. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. Kind of crazy one. So. My day started early. I was probably up at like five, was at the building at six. And we would listen. We were in these basically like high-rise apartments and things like that. Uh, we, were listen, we would listen to talk radio, you know, some music, things like that. I remember listening to it live when they said that, because again, I, I'm tied into George Bush. What's he doing? I remember them making a announcement that he was at a school in Florida and he was reading to school kids. And I thought... And I remember that sticking with me because I was like, this guy, I remember him being on vacation. I haven't heard about him since then. And now he's reading to kids in Florida. That's weird. Just a mental note that I took. That's weird. So then that happened. The, the, uh, the, the uh, first tower was hit. And at first it seemed like it could have been an accident. We, we didn't even know it was a jetliner. I think most people thought it was maybe just like a private little plane. Yeah, you heard a lot of that and, and when people would talk about it. Yeah, and then when the second plane hit, you started hearing that America was under attack, that this was something coordinated. And we, we were able to see that live because we did have a, have a TV there. And it was, it was scary because there was other, other planes in the sky and you were getting more information. The Pentagon was hit now that there was other planes that were Pennsylvania. Still high to, Pennsylvania. Yeah. The one that was down in Pennsylvania. And there were rumors that it could have been even more than that. And, you know, it ended up just being those four. Um, so we were working downtown doing the like window installation we didn't get sent home early. We were like, hey, do we get to go home? No, we still got to do the finisher job. I remember one of the most surreal things for us is that we ended up working a full day still. We got out at 5 p.m., which if you know in downtown Chicago means means rush hour, means gridlock mm-hmm. traffic. And it was empty. Like I, This was the only time I ever left on a weekday at 5 o'clock and there was no one on the expressway. And we just went home. It was the quickest commute ever. And it was, it was just kind of surreal there. It was, it was really wild there. And then you, like everyone else, get home, you get glued to the TV trying to find out more information there. And so now we're at 22 years later, uh, September 11, 2011. Now it's, we're nearing September 11, 2023. And there's still, there's some things that, you know, officially the, the book is closed on, right? We know what happened, uh, but there's still some questions and there's still some doubts. And I think one theme is maybe perception versus reality, because like a lot of things in this country, there's a divide, right? There's a 50% Always. that still believe in this and 50% that believe in that, no matter what evidence is given to them. Um, I think we're going to see the same thing with September 11 is a lot of people who had doubts then didn't, you know, still have those doubts now. Um, but there was some big conspiracy theory ideas that came out of that, uh, 2001. That's what we're going to talk about today. Sort of how some of those hold up today, spreading those ideas and sort of see if the, if everything's been closed on, on this situation here. Well, I can go on that 50, 50, like there, you and I were divided with that. You know, I was gung ho. I was, you know, at that point, that was the decision that made me join the Navy. I remember specifically like you getting really kind of deep into the nine 11 conspiracy stuff at the time. And like you, you did your first out al- uh, recently after that, like it was pretty close after that you did your album where you actually like sampled some of the shit that Bush said, <laughs> which was fucking, I love that song by the way. Cause I was not a fan, even though I was joining the military, but uh, it, it, there was definitely a divide even then, you know, that I just yeah. want to emphasize. And even among friends like ourselves that were like, we're not going to not be friends over this. Right. Like, it, like you said something that I really liked that when we first started the show, it's like, it was about the Mandela effect. It's like, Hey, if you're, and I think it could be put to conspiracy in general. Like if you're sitting around talking about stuff and like you're getting mad at your friends, you're doing, you know, conspiracies wrong. You know, it's, you should kind of be open to what that person has said. I'm like, yeah, I don't really believe that. And this is why. And then, and just be honest with them, you know, and, and move, move forward. Or you'd be like, Hey, I, Hey, I do believe in this and this is why, you know? So I think it, I think it really, for, for us, I think that really kind of propelled us into 
those conversations personally. Yeah. And that, yeah. that's cute. What I said, yeah. uh, but right. It, it, you know, ask questions. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be at fault for asking questions there. And yes, what you're talking about was uh, something called rally around the flag, which happens in times of war. And that's something we saw in the U S here. So the terrorist attack happened. We were all unified in our anger. We didn't know what, we didn't know who did this. You know, they right. started throwing names out there. Osama bin Laden. Um, we just knew we need to stand together. And even though we were, there was a president that we all weren't really behind. We were all behind him. We were all behind him now. And we we're all behind Giuliani. Look at how that's <laughs> played out. Yep. Yep. America's mayor. They called him America's mayor. Rudy Giuliani. And now we just got his mug shot a couple days ago. And, and you're right. The, the enlistments shot up at that time. Everyone was like, how can I help? What can I do? And what happened is the U.S. said, yep, we're going to war in Afghanistan. And we just went and there was still, wait, why are we in Afghanistan? And then we went, ended up going to Iraq. And then it was like, okay. And then it it turned into, we're spreading freedom and, you know, these helping. It morphed, right? Because initially everyone was on board for Afghanistan, right? And then Okay, well, yeah, I get it. Uh, Osama bin Laden's in Afghanistan. We we understand. Like, we got to go there. It's okay. It's not the country, but it's a sleeper cell of terrorists, or you know, and that gets into the Warner Brown Brown stuff, and you know, all, all that stuff of his prediction of you know this is what's going to happen first, and and all that stuff. But then I think even when I was in the military, we were kind of questioning like, why are we going to Iraq? You know, like. But it's like, no, okay, no, we're, we're, we're eating freedom fries for lunch. There was no French fries because they didn't back us on the Iraq war. Yeah. If you and weren't with us, you're against us. You were against us. us. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, freedom fries tasted an awful lot like French fries. I'm just going to point that out. Yeah. There, but. And, and then with the Iraq war, that became a conspiracy in itself where they said that we had weapons of mass destruction and then it ended up we they didn't really have weapons they found them and then they didn't yeah and they didn't have them right yeah but then it was like well we're already here we gotta just finish this out it was like right. yeah i guess so that's one of those weird things about september 11 all right so let's, let's hear let's hear yeah let's, let's jump get in into it let's get into it so what happened on september 11 where it put us at a divide so the two towers were hit by by jetliners and what is heavily contested there is how the towers fell because I mean, everyone has seen it at this point there. The, the first tower that was hit fell and it just, it, it almost looked like some people would say a controlled demolition, the way it fell, fell in on itself, didn't topple over. Uh, the second one fell just like that. So it, so it brought in a lot of crazy ideas. Some people said that it may have been energy weapons, right? Like the like the same thing with Maui. Some people said it may have been explosives planted in the building, thermite or explosives yeah. on the I planes the itself. I, I personally heard the thermite. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was the whole that the idea that jet fuel doesn't melt steel, and there was even I, I remember there was a rant on uh, by, on the View by Rosie O'Donnell with that that same thing there, and that, and that kind of put her career because it wasn't the mainstream. She was like kind of uh, blackballed for that a little bit. Yeah, there was no legal. There were some uh, repercussions to it. Yeah, because she had like a morning talk show type deal and that went away and like it was. Yeah. yeah, so it may have taught people just shut up. Don't say much there. So as far as that goes, so just to, I, I mean, you let's talk about loose change for a moment. Remember, you remember loose change? Uh, Yeah, vaguely, but go ahead. Okay, so loose change and... Let's talk about conspiracy culture because a lot of it grew out of this. Uh, Alex Jones, he did a, a wonderful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a damn frog again. Yeah. yeah. So we we saw certain personalities sort of take off there because there were so many questions with this. I think people were, didn't really like the information that was being given there, and there was questions about that. And there was a documentary called Loose Change that came out there, which was by some young men who had some questions themselves. And it was the, it was almost like a hip conspiracy documentary that came out where there was like hip hop beats and boom, boom, yeah, and there's controlled demolitions and boom, 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 and they were talking about how there's these pockets of smoke coming out of the various windows and things like that where they were, uh, you know, alleging to 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 this happening there. So, as far as where we're at now, 23 years later, officially 
this has been thoroughly debunked. The at least from the mainstream, right? Um, but there was the art like outside, outside other than the yeah. government. Uh, you know, watchdog groups that are that have debunked this as well. Yeah, uh, I think the the uh, big one was uh, I remember Popular Mechanics debunking it there. So. What they're saying with the whole idea of jet fuel melting steel is that, yes, jet fuel really can't melt steel. It doesn't burn high enough to melt steel necessarily, but it can weaken it. So the, the combination of the impact of the jetliner, the, the fire, that it created this sort of uh, pancake, um, what, what do they call it? The pancake theory. Uh, what is it called here? It's not like the pancakes mom used to make. And it's not like the way we don't like our butts. The pancake collapse theory is that pretty much they it weakened itself so that each floor and the weight compressed in on itself so that when it fell, it fell almost at the speed of gravity. And that's why it felt like it fell. It wasn't that we needed bombs in there. It's just that this is what happens when the structural integrity is weakened. And that's the official story. There's still... There's still some people, there's even some engineers will say that's bunk, but for the most part, this is what is pretty much accepted. Yeah. Yeah. There's still some outliers here, but um, any thoughts on that collapse, the controlled demolition, energy weapons? I mean, did did, did we also cover the one where it's the, the plane didn't come through? And the wing space, like you've seen those pictures where like... Oh, yeah. Let's, stuff like let's that. get let's, it. Let's, we're let's gonna, hop into that. Let's, we're going to go into all these guys there. So there was a controlled demolition of the Trade Center center Towers, okay? Um, <clears throat> the other thing is the Pentagon attack. Now, the Pentagon attack, the... As far as the World Trade Center goes, we've seen the videos. And even the, the first one hitting, there's some video of it now. You didn't see it live, but there was a fire... Uh, but some, but, but some people say that that video is is fabricated as well. Yeah, oh yeah, they say it's holograms. They say all kinds right. of stuff that uh, it was remote controlled planes. I think Alex Jones put, was pushing that one that there it wasn't really planes full of people. They've been remote controlled planes. Mm-hmm. There was ideas that the planes that morning were actually not as full as as it should have been because they've scrubbed the list and kept it down to certain people. And I mean, I, I don't know what the benefit if you're just gonna crashed into the building but that's some of those ideas that oh this is suspicious there should have been more people on there um so with the the pentagon the pentagon was hit that day as well mm-hmm. uh some people believe that it was actually a missile that hit the pentagon that, and the not that, that line yeah. yeah the reason for that is because of the hijackers that supposedly did it, that they were not uh, that experienced, that it was, uh, you know, they're quite amateurish. And there's ideas that the guy who crashed into the Pentagon did some sort of expert maneuvers and the way he turned it started going down the street, that there was light poles hit and then he, he just hit this, um, hit the tower dead on. What kind of led to some of those conspiracy ideas is the fact that the all of the surveillance footage has been pulled. There was, besides being captured by the Pentagon, mm-hmm. gas stations, restaurants, things like that, anyone who would have captured it, those have all been pulled. And 22 years later, we still haven't seen those. They're, they've released that one frame uh, mm-hmm. where it shows the Pentagon, then it shows like a, a nose, and then it shows, boom, explosion. And people have speculated that, yeah, that's... Uh, been fabricated that it's it's covering up the missile that they haven't shown it because of the missile uh they'll allude to the fact that if you look at the damage you don't see you would think maybe the wings would have been knocked off or there had been you know gears and and wheels so they say or even if they hit and they and they disintegrated in the crash then it would have the the opening on the pentagon isn't wide enough if the if the wings would have hit it that was another one yeah that, that it looks just like a yeah, it's just not a uh, straight on. It wasn't smaller it wasn't, right, right. So that is a theory that still persists to this to this day. That you know, you know, released a video, uh, but the official story there is that 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 yeah, it's consistent with the plane hitting. I, I guess it's hard to, to even know that. You know, we don't. It's yeah. a, a jetliner been used as a weapon, but um, they say that yes, because of the speed that it hit, that a lot of it just disintegrated and you don't see much damage there but there uh, let's let's get it all on the table what about the other buildings that collapsed are you talking about building seven 
Building Seven. Yes. All right. So Building Seven. This is a. Uh, it's a. It's a. It's not a quite a tower, but it's a. It's a black building there. It housed a lot of interesting uh, offices there. The, you know, like the FBI and the. Uh, just different different offices were in there that were part of that. Wasn't hit led. by a plane. It wasn't hit by a plane. No, it's it's part of the. It's there were other buildings that were hit by debris from the tower that you know that I think the Hilton, yeah. yeah the Hilton caught on fire. It didn't collapse, but it caught on fire from debris there. And this was another building that that had that had caught on fire sometime during the day, which which people speculate on this being a controlled demolition is the fact that. It too collapsed. It had that that the pancake, like you were talking about. Pancake, right? yeah, where you see a a, a um, building being demolished and it just falls in on itself, so it doesn't topple. Yeah. And what was very interesting on that one, which made people go nuts on it, was that the BBC there was a, a reporter being interviewed that morning who was um, saying, "Hey, b- building the the Twin Tower one was collapsed, and Twin Tower two, and now Building Seven has collapsed." She had reported that Building Seven collapsed. While Building Seven was behind her, not collapsed, and literally as she's talking about it, it collapses behind her on the video, and they speculated that she had some sort of insider information about Building Seven, and that's why she was able or to report either on that, it. Either that, or she was just given a script to read. Yes, or she just made a, a dumb mistake, and they said Building Seven, and that you know just coincidental. Right. Uh, officially, that's what they say happened. That it was just a coincidence. We made a mistake, and, and it just so happened to, you know, fall as she's talking about it. Which you know, it's just. But that made people go crazy. On how did they know? How did the BBC know? Right. Doctor Who. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So you asked me the question. I just wanted to get it all on the table. Is there any more stuff that we can just get on the table beforehand, so I can give my opinion, and you can give yours as well? Yeah. So those were the, the big ones there. The um, We'll talk about just all of it. So those two planes hit, the Building 7 that wasn't hit, that just came down, the Pentagon. The Pentagon, and then Pennsylvania. Uh, pa- Pennsylvania was the, the, other, the other plane that had crashed down on that, uh, Flight 93. Uh, the, the official narrative there is that this was, the, the other, three, other three had already hit, that the 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 people of the plane knew what was going on. They decided that we're not going to allow this to happen, that they sort of ganged up, kicked in the cockpit door, got into a fight with the terrorists and the box cutters that they have, and that through this midair battle, the plane was pretty much turned downwards and crashed into the ground versus being used uh, you know, as a weapon against a building. Yeah. Uh, what has created... Speculation on the conspiracy theories are that they believe that the government, the military, may have may have actually uh, downed that jet because of the fact that there were already being used as weapons, which I don't think many people would fault at that point. Uh, but but there's that idea, or there's this idea that it wasn't a plane at all. Uh, the reason for that is. Because there wasn't much in the way of uh, remains that were recovered at the site there. And that's something that is persists to this day, unfortunately. Not just at that plane site, but even in the building where a lot of victims' families have not been able to get the remains of, of, of their deceased there. Uh, so with this one, yeah, not much in the way of, of uh, wreckage, not much in the way of of human remains and people have speculated because it wasn't there. The official story is that it hit with such high velocity and speed that it just, they disintegrated. But some people will say, no, like it, you can't just destroy mass like that it has to go somewhere. So where did it go? Right. So that's, those are all of them pretty much. Uh, like, there's more. I mean, it, it's right <laughs> home, but like, but those are the main ones. Those are the main ones. As far as the, the damage that we've seen and some of the ideas there, I mean, I didn't. I, I didn't really even go into the Osama bin Laden and his family connection. That, that well, we can definitely that. do that here in a second. But yeah, um, yeah. No, to, to answer your question, though, uh, I, I would say that uh, the Building Seven is suspect more than anything to me. Like that. That was the one that always stuck out to me. Yeah, the most. Like that one was always the one that was like, uh, I don't really believe any of this, but hold on. What happened to this building that was nowhere 
it like it was in proximity, but it wasn't like it it shouldn't have had the damage that it had. Like that was the one that kind of did that. I, I will say this: my opinion on this is that um, is that uh, I, I think I don't know if you ever saw that South Park episode where it's where yeah they, the, where they talk about the it, it's a great episode, but um, that. They allo- <laughs> the government allowed these conspiracy theories to like kind of just run amok because I think it kind of shielded them and made them this like omnipotent, like overlord type like thing. And it makes them look smarter than they and really it, are. If, and, like- and it was and it, they're not right. Like yeah. it was pure negligence. Like I think if you look at the um the uh, when when Bush is like sitting and listening to the kids learn their their. Uh, you know, their alphabet or whatever, you know, whatever it was, read the book or whatever. Um, I think his face was like, Oh shit, I fucked up. Like, like, and, and if you look at like Fahrenheit nine 11 or something like that, like there were high ranking, you know, reports saying that there was an attack on the horizon and that we should take precautions to prevent this attack. And I, I believe that narrative, I think the government was negligent in protecting its citizens and instead of doing that, they they kind of drop the ball. That, that's that's kind of my opinion, which I think is worse. If I'm being honest with you, like I, I just think a lot of this stuff, they let this narrative run so that they can like, oh well, yeah, of course we're we're all we're all knowing, and you know we 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 orchestrated all of this. We're such a superpower, and I think it's I think it's bullshit personally. But anyway, what's your what's your take? There's two things I want to hit on with that, and hopefully I, I keep the ideas. Um, so you mentioned Bush. One interesting thing, uh, this is connected to Jeffrey Epstein and the interesting paintings that he has on his island. So there's this one famous one of Bill Clinton in a dress that some say means something. I don't know what it means. But there's another one that he had of George H.W. or George W. Bush sitting on the floor of the Oval Office, and he's playing with these paper airplanes. and on the floor, it's these two Jenga towers that have both collapsed that some say allude to that he was, you know, using paper jets and Jenga towers to, you know, mean the 9-11 or something like that. So some Jeffrey Epstein thing. Um, I just want to throw that out there just to mess with people's brains. And those, those are actual paintings that have been, that they, they found, right? Yeah, yeah, check it out. It's, a, it's yeah, one of those weird I've, I've things seen that, that, I've seen that too. What does it mean? Maybe he likes playing with right. Jenga, but I've... I've and, played with two Jenga's blocks and, towers before, but I've never used paper airplanes, but I don't so, know. So I'll say this, like, so that's my opinion, but also like my brain always hurts when I see like a really good nine 11 conspiracy. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> but right. anyway, go ahead. I'm just saying the other thing I want to hit on with, with sort of um, what you're discussing that was it allowed to happen? Are they, are they omnipotent? is the weird coincidences that have happened because the day of 9-11, there were war games being played that day with NORAD. The, they're the guys who, oh, let me go over what does NORAD stand for again. The North American Aerospace Defense Command. They're basically the guys who watch for things like this. They They align you know they're the ones who deploy jets in the sky if something's not right they were doing war games that morning and they were simulating this scenario this so this idea i mean it was people were shocked we've never thought about that except that they had been planning for things exactly like that they had there's documents where they talked about um you know Jets being hijacked and thrown into towers. They were just talking about doing that to, to people in Cuba, hijacking uh, jetliners and doing that to create you know, anarchy. So this idea has been out there, but the fact that they were playing war games that morning led to confusion where people who were now being told, hey, there's jets that have been hijacked. They're off course. This has happened. People didn't know if that was real or if this was part of the simulation, which may have led to some of the confusion. It could be one of those odd coincidences, which is officially it was just an odd coincidences, but in some conspiracy circles, they'll say, no, this was in preparation for a false flag event, but interesting nonetheless. Yeah. I mean, that's that. I never heard that one. That one kind of blew my mind just now. <laughs> it was like, I was looking at your face. Um, yeah. Look into it there. The, I do have, let's see, let's see, let's see. 
Um, where are my... So, yeah, I, you can look at the Wikipedia, United States Government Operations and Exercises on 9-11. Uh, yeah, uh, September 11, 2001, the NORAD was involved in an ongoing operation, which involved deploying fighter aircraft to northeastern North America. Uh, they were conducting several military exercises. So, yeah, and that's, it leads into the vice president, Dick Cheney, where that they were saying he was in charge of it, coordinating everything. And that there was a stand down because of that. But um, yeah, just uh, some interesting information with that. You know, don't uh, want to say much more. Now, some other tidbits here is the, there was, there, there's still questions to this day. I mean, it's not all early debunked and we're, everything's right. Down. Like there's still. No, and, I, and I'm not saying that either. Oh, but, yeah. But I want to get into some of that. So the, the victims' families, there's still an ongoing lawsuit to this day because there was a, a document, an FBI report that was declassified by Biden, basically tying the 9-11 hijackers to Saudi nationals living in the, in the United States. And that's something that's been an idea since then where people, where there was a Saudi connection that some of the money actually came from Saudi nationals, Saudi families. So people were always wondering, okay, how is Afghanistan connected to it, the country, if it seems to be more Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia, of course, uh, we have a, a deeper relationship with because they got that Saudi oil and they got that Saudi money. But there was that connection that was never really explored. So now there's a lawsuit with the families of the 9-11 victims' families to find out more information and to see if the Saudi government may have played a part in funding this attack. Yeah, I've heard that one as well. Yeah, and that's still ongoing. So, I mean, 22 years later, uh, the victims' families still have questions. So, it's not just a conspiracy thing; it's something that we that people want to know about, right? Um, and and, and that's that, the whole thing: is that there there is still information that's being withheld and that has not been given to the public, and that in itself, to me, is a conspiracy. You know. Yeah, uh, one thing I wanted to hit on: there was a an article. The one of the the filmmakers responsible for Loose Change, um, his name is Corey Rowe. He was a young man when he when he came out with the Loose Change documentary, which I guess spread a lot of this misinformation, as they say. Uh, he became a veteran. He still went to the 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 war Iraq the Iraq War because you know patriotism. Uh, like yourself, he became disillusioned at why we're here. Um. But people talk to him like, hey, do you feel bad about spreading these ideas? All this stuff you said, you know, pushing these ideas about the bombs, it's all false. And yep. No, I was going to say, like, I, I don't think, I think part of it, it wasn't really disillusionment. Like, I, I feel like my time there was well spent and stuff like that. And I, I support the troops, like, more than anything. You know what I mean? I just want that to be heard as well, you know. But I, I do have some disagreements on how the government moved forward with that. So, you know that that being said, I, I think a lot of a lot of uh, veterans um, that saw a lot more than I did personally, uh, w- you would agree with that. You know what I mean? It's like you can support your troops, but you 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 really need to kind of question your government still, even if you are patriotic. Yeah, especially if you're patriotic. Yeah. So with a good ad on there, Mike, uh, and with Corey, with. I guess where his life trajectory went after the loose change, after spending his time uh, in the army is he, I guess he started seeing an upswell of people who believed, Hey, you know what you guys, you guys were doing the Lord work with this, but he said he became disillusioned with this whole conspiracy circus because of the direction it took with Trump and QAnon being tied to the, like the pedophile rings, things like that, where I guess he wanted separation from that, where he felt like, you know, there is questions about 9-11, but you guys are going way too crazy with this direction. I don't want anything to do, do with this. One, one uh, interesting tidbit that I thought was pretty, pretty, uh, pretty cool is a reporter had asked him, it's at the end of the article, the article, do you feel bad for pushing information that has been proven false? And then Corey responded with, do you feel bad for working for an organization that passed on information that was proven false? 
Damn, so, Swami. Yeah, he got him. Yeah. Got him. Got him. Um, but yes, I think we kind of went on a similar path talking about conspiracies, right? That, hey, it's okay to question it, but at the same time, you know, hey, should you feel bad if you push something and it doesn't prove uh, to be true? And then it's like, well, there's the media that also has pushed these ideas that are now proven. They, they get carte blanche. They, they, get, they, get, they, get a, they get a pass. You know? Right. And I think specifically talking about the weapons in Iraq and I mean, this is it's a huge, that, yeah, and that and that that came out of this, guys. This came that came out of nine eleven, right? Yeah, a lot of and a lot of people died. A, a lot of, you know, we may have created terrorists in that process because I mean, I would if you if your family was killed by drone attacks and it's and you're being killed by this idea that we're just trying to spread freedom to your country and you see that it, there may have been insidious uh, perhaps gains there, maybe having to do with weapons selling and oil and things like that which is still yeah, talking pick your, about pick your, pick your poison yeah there's two last threads I want to hit on that I think are interesting here and I want I want to hear your take on all this you got no. me yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. alright so uh, one thing I, I want to hit on here with two, with 2000 or uh, September 11 do you remember anthrax yeah anthrax was big time yeah, whatever, and, you know, whatever, and it was like whatever happened to anthrax, right? No it was one. Such a, I mean, it's such a. I mean, <laughs> in theory, it's uh, it was such a good uh, thing to kind of use if you wanted to send a, you know, a piece of parcel through the mail, like that. That I remember. I just remember that. I remember like it would always show up through the mail. There would be like some chalky or like baby powder, like, and it was just anthrax and it would kill the whole room, right? Yeah. It, it doesn't exist anymore. It's just, it's not being used apparently, but it's something that it was such a big part of the September 11 uh, issue until it wasn't. So just to talk about anthrax, in the weeks after September 11, right, we're gearing up for war, we're under attack. Letters started being mailed out to to various politicians, uh, newsmen, which had this white powder anthrax, which kills you. And it, it killed killed five people in, in a in, in these anthrax related related attacks here that were trying to be tied to Osama bin Laden, Al Qaeda, and uh, I guess what was interesting about it is just how it kind of just fell off, where you didn't really hear the resolution, like what's going on. We're terrified. People were terrified of getting mayo. People were terrified of white substances. Um, I wonder. I wonder if cocaine sales were affected. <laughs> you know, like now we have a, a fentanyl, but I wonder, like, man, it must have been. I don't know, like, yeah. Am I, am I off base there? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> it probably wouldn't have been affected with them. They'd be like, do like, I got this anthrax, man. That's <laughs> <laughs> what they call it. Yeah. It's a good strain. All right. It's yeah. like, do like, I got that. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> hey, man. Is this, be like, this will blow your brains out. This is called anthrax, homie. <laughs> is this cut with anthrax? No, just cut with baby powder and, uh, you know, anthrax. I mean, not anthrax. Uh, uh, funny, so, man. so people post post workers were were, die, were killed. Um, so, how just to close that thread because I just feel like nine, anthrax isn't talked about anymore with nine eleven. People, I just want to paint that picture of how scary two thousand and one. It was an awesome metal band that came out around that time as well. <laughs> oh, they were at, they were around before then. Anthrax, yeah. Oh, goodness, nice. Um. So I guess what slowed it down was when anthrax started being researched and that they found that it started coming from a government laboratory. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. The last thing I wanted, the last thread is I talked about this on a Pro episode really briefly because I was just, I, I didn't prepare this information. I was just going off my mind here. But there's, here's one article, the most high-profile al-qaeda plot fold after 9-11 was an fbi scam and this is something i i mentioned with you is that after 9-11 you kept hearing about how you know more attacks segue- more attacks more attacks yeah so there was death, this death com level blue green yeah. blue orange red whatever yeah so the patriot act had just gone passed it basically and you know there's overlap with covid there that you know this whole like would you want to have security or do you want to be free we choose security so there were certain rights that were given up there in the idea of protection and people were went along with that hey i just want to be safe i don't care if you need to be searched um 
and pat it down to go to the plane to, to make do your, sure do your duty. Yeah, then that's what you need to do and all that. If your if your phone records need to be listened to by the NSA in order to make sure you're not a terrorist, then that's what has has to happen. And that's actually what happened, as we found out with uh, WikiLeaks and the Snowdens yeah. and things like that. That there is an organization that's listening to you, and um, but yeah. So this this plot here, this is the Liberty City Seven. So we found out that one of the biggest plots here, it was um, a, 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 a terrorist attempt that was foiled here. They said that these, these workers in Florida were attempting to blow up U.S. buildings, including the Sears Tower, right? We're from Chicago. But later, the Liberty, in the Liberty City, Liberty City 7 case, it was found out that it was actually a plot that was started by the FBI, that the FBI agents uh, sort of put these random men together uh, through, you know, money and, and through all these things, you know, got them to be involved in this plot where they were like, okay, I'll go along with it. And then we're later set up saying, ah, we stopped the plot, but really it was just sort of staged by them. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, one. So that makes me question if those men were actually one, if, if best case scenario, they were coerced into getting into a plot or, you know, I, or what was their role? You know, like it was like, Oh yeah. Like that, that sounds great, Greg, you know, like whatever, whatever you say, buddy. And that was, you know, it was the FBI agent like spewing his shit. And then it's just like, Oh yeah, we got him on, we got him agreeing with us. It's like, just get the fuck out of my bodega, homie talking crazy. You know, like what was, what was actually true and what was actually false. That's, that's what it, it raises that question to me. At least that's all I'm saying. Right. And that seems to be, a lot of what came out of that, that it wasn't really these, that outside of the FBI, these guys would have just continued on with their lives doing normal, daily, normal people shit. And that through this mix of money and coercion, we're wrapped into this, taking part in this plot that really never was. Uh, one of the former FBI agents who was doing the you know, uh, undercover work here said that if he told his superiors that he wanted to initiate an operation targeting individuals who did not belong to a terrorist group, group, did not have any weapons, and did not have a plot, and that the FBI would provide all of those things in the course of the operation, that they would have sent him for counseling. So he's basically just just commenting on, like, there's really nothing here except just trying to perpetuate this idea that... Not even frame, but, like, yeah, just... Because that, frame, yeah, because yeah, that was a big part of this 9-11 stuff was that there are these terrorist cells that could really be anybody, mainly mm-hmm. Muslims, but it could be anybody, and that that at any time they can suicide bomb your building, your church, whatever they want. So be afraid of all times, snitch, and you know, uh, speak up. If you see something, say something. And that one of the biggest plots that was allegedly stopped was really not much of anything at all, just the FBI doing a bunch of trickery yeah yeah that's that's well well final thoughts man before we we move on september 11 um so i i still have there's just so many things it, it was a transformative event that happened uh in the consciousness of us who witnessed it in the rule in the laws that have affected us uh, since then we've we've seen that change there and there's some people who were just born into that that only know that way um in the role of the u.s as policemen and having us involved in perpetual war no matter what if there's a democrat or republican in office that's just the name of the game now um i do think this was something that at the very least exploited for for gains as far as through the war efforts uh, and, and, and regulating citizens right regulating citizens the control there you know it's it's often talked about that our biggest export is weapons and you know you can't really sell weapons to the world if there's not wars going on and this idea of we're just spreading freedom and it's something we've seen in ukraine now with the like billions and possibly trillions of dollars that it's at now um i yeah, I mean, as far as some of the crazier fringe elements of it, I, I don't... I, I, think I think we're in the same camp on that. Yeah. I, I think there was a time where I could have almost believed that because it was just so fresh and there's just so many questions with same. that. Same, exactly. Um, but some of the crazier 
like Alex Jones. It just seemed like there was more work to it. Like, it's like, that seems like there's too many extra steps. Like it was a remote control plane where it, there wasn't really people on it. The people were taken off and made missing later and blah, blah, blah. And then they, but it's like, that's a lot of work. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if I believe that or the energy weapons. It was a laser beam, blah, blah, blah. Well, I mean, the um, logic doesn't fit for stuff like that. It's just like, it, it, here's the reasoning behind it. Oh, we're going to, we don't want these people to be on the plane, but we're going to kill all these people in this building. Like what, what's, what's 40 more people that are in a plane? Right. Why, Why do know? the extra steps? You, you're right. don't value human life. You're going to kill them on a military base and get rid of them while you're crashing a plane into a building. I think they're going to die if that's the intention. So I don't understand the extra steps. Right. And yeah, I just don't get the logic behind it. You know, and, 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 and the thing is with, with the conspiracies and stuff like that, there, there, you, we always have to remember, like there are people that were, their families were directly affected by this event, you know, and the same with Maui, you know, it's just, and you know, our hearts go out to them and stuff. And, and, uh, but yeah, I just, yeah. So anyway. Yeah. So I guess with that, I, I do, think is a terrible tragedy i do think is exploited for more for more regulations and and changes to go through which is a conspiracy Uh, in itself if you ask me yeah um what about building seven man that's i'm with you on that that's wild the fact that because if you look at it it's almost like a block away from it and i don't that's the one that keeps my toes in the pool man yeah, the Hilton, there was there was buildings that were hit heavily by debris that were pretty badly set on fire that were just, uh, yeah, we, we lost a, a room here. This building, it the fact that, it, right, two, two ways they can go about it. Either you got to seriously rethink how we're making buildings if being hit with some little fires is going to cause the whole thing to collapse. Like, that's insane. Or was there not? Or were, and it's crazy saying that, but were, were there not some sort of, um, you know, a way to cover up evidence, you know, if, if you wanted to and, and using that as a, as a pretext. So I don't know. I'm with you. Yeah. My, my toes are still dipped in the pool there where I am like, that seems very That's the one that, that keeps me like, it's like when you know, like, uh, I thought I was out and then they dragged me back in, right? You yeah. The Godfather or whatever, you know, it's just like, I don't, I don't know. I don't believe all the fringe stuff, but. That's kind of fringe too. Building seven is kind of fringe, you know? So in the same time, I'm like, well, what about that? That actually happened, you know? But anyway, that's just me. So anything but, you want to add with any of this stuff? We yeah, know. I mean, as, as we're getting, you know, I'll, I say this every week, guys, it's not just because it's 9-11. Have its healthy distrust and uh, anything else from you, Rolando? Man, um, yeah, I, I think there's no, there's nothing wrong with debating. There's nothing wrong with asking questions, sure. I think. You know, with 9-11, yeah, it was something that we were all humanized and realized we're all Americans and uh, how frail life can be. And it was a, it was a tragedy. Um, I don't think there's any wrong, anything wrong with asking questions and, and just, yeah, just, just questioning why things happen the way they do, educating ourselves, uh, allowing experts to look further into something and debunk it, debunk it. If what I'm saying is crazy, debunk it, please, because I want, you know, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. So, yeah. Um, but 22 years later, questions still persist there. Definitely changed our world here. Um, you know, I, I would like to add on. I mean, so the, the, the state of our union even even back then, there's something. Even if even if all this is nonsense, correct? Like even if all of the conspiracies that we talk about on the show are debunked and we're proven wrong and whatever, we're just talking nonsense. I'd be fine with that. Uh, that being said, like, why are these narratives coming to the forefront? And that's the question that I want you to ask yourself. Like, why why are these uh, conspiracies? You know becoming more mainstream it's because in one way or another the majority of the people really don't trust their government you know what i mean so or their media sources or whatever you want to call it right and it's just so maybe we shouldn't be questioning it and maybe we should just be telling the people that are our leaders to do better and to be more transparent so these things don't come up and they don't arise but Obviously, I don't see the end of that anytime soon. I hate to be like negative Nancy, but 
you know, it's yeah. just, I think it's a huge part of why there's misinformation and sometimes the conspiracy is misinformation, you know, or, you know, sometimes the news source is misinformation. Well, let's do a better job. Like there was more before the 24 hour news cycle, there was more integrity in journalism. You know, I worked in journalism for five years, you know, uh, it's, it's changed since I even worked in it, you know? So I just, yeah, it's, let's do better. Let's, let's ask questions. Let's try to do our best to not spread, you know, false information, but also say, Hey, like not be definitive in in the way that like we, we tell a story or, or what people's perception is or what they think the story is, but just be open to it maybe. And from there we can figure out what's real and what's not, you know, I think that's, what we have to do moving forward, especially in the internet age. I agree. And just to piggyback off that, I think the way forward, if you want to quell these crazy accusations, I don't think it's just a way to say, Hey, let's, we got to dismiss wild conspiracy theories. Let's not ask questions. Like if there's no, if there's a truth, there's no harm in a debate. If you want to believe, Hey, it's laser weapons and reptilians or something wild, right? Logic should say, Hey, let's, why do you believe that? Here's the information. And now, Based on that, right, let's go down this path. Obviously, this path is not the way to go. And the um, reason why I don't want people to like dismiss these crazy conspiracy theories is because sometimes a kernel of truth are in these in these stories, in these narratives, you know? Yeah, sometimes it's more than just a kernel. And yeah, and I think that's why we still, we're seeing this trend, if you want to call it that, but we're seeing this social media idea where people are taking these ideas and running with it and you're not seeing any slowdown with it because it's logically connecting more pieces than what they're being given from the official narrative. Yeah. All right, man. Well, 9-11, it was a, it's a full one. Um, yeah, we, we, we came into this thinking like a half hour. That was unrealistic. So Yeah, I knew it was going to go way over what I had prepared. Well, until next There's, time, guys. <laughs> yeah, well, follow us on the social medias, all that. Uh, have a healthy distrust. Stay weird. Mike. That's all good, homie. Let's let's uh, call it. All right. All right. Take care, everybody. Yeah, I'll, I'll see you, you next time. Bye. Thanks.